0: What's up, Don Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy, and welcome to episode 31.5 of Behind the Daw, where we usually interview artists and music industry experts on an emotional, philosophical, and artistic level. But as you notice, this is a .5 episode. And on these episodes, we take the audio from our YouTube series, In the Daw, where we invite artists to dissect their songs in real time, and we put it in a podcast form so you can partake of it and listen to it on the go and get that perfect combination of emotional and technical knowledge. And the best part of all of this is that it's free forever, no matter what. Our only request is that if you enjoy this podcast and it's really helping you along your musical journey, go ahead and share it with someone that you feel would benefit from it. And that's it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to talk, you can contact me at Wyatt at BehindTheDaw.net. All right, Dawn Nation, let's get into it. (laughs) I want to welcome everyone to this week of In The DAW, we have Say My Name. How you doing, man?
1: Great, doing good, doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: And we have both of the interns here, which has never happened before. We have Cole Parkey, who goes by Maverick, and Sawyer Green, who just got engaged. How are both of you Ah, doing?
2: Doing good, doing good, good to be here. I'm
0: great, I'm great. So originally, we were gonna check out Bounce, but there was a plot twist, and now we're gonna check out one of his latest tracks.
1: That latest work in progress
0: as a final thing i just want to remind everyone about the in the daw and the behind the daw patreon you know it starts at only five dollars a month you get tons of amazing things with it and even if you want to come on the channel like this and interview artists there's an option for that too so if you want to go check that out it's the lifeblood that fuels this channel so go ahead and check that out so let's take a listen to the song man and then we'll, we'll we'll devise some questions from it
1: does that sound good yeah i'll start from the beginning Yeah, but that's
2: the
1: track I'm working on right now.
2: That is spicy! Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, that,
0: yeah is, that is... fantastic. That is deliciously dark. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> like, what
2: was the song kind of written for are you? gonna Are you planning on having um somebody rap over the intro portion to kind of create a hook?
1: Definitely. The whole, um, all the way up to the build, the, um, what is it, the first, like 16 bars, basically built for a rapper. Kind of like the beat is like kind of like a like a migos style beat.
0: The beginning lead that you had, so like in the rap part of the verse, like the little the little instrument that you have going on, what what is that?
1: That's actually a sample I found on Splice. Ooh. I really couldn't like mimic it, so I just I took it and kind of rearranged it, oh, and it cool. just put the beat around that melody. What do
0: you know? Where on Splice? Like what pack you got it from? Splice is absolutely magical. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know
2: about it, you need to get an account.
0: Like we should be doing some affiliate marketing for Splice. I think it was called like a,
1: a huncho pack. It was a trap pack. It's one of their, their latest ones.
0: Nice, nice. And so you took that that audio recording and just kind of like sliced it up and re- redid it for yourself?
1: Yeah, and added the drums, percussion, and then everything else, the drop built. But it started, yeah, started with that, just that like that melody as a basis. Your,
2: um, I guess downbeat, those big downbeat growls, those big synths, um, are those your sound design and what synth did you, did you design those in if you did?
1: Those are samples as well. So oh, is a wow. lot of, is a lot of your sound
2: design sample
1: based? For this track specifically, yes. I have, uh, like, for example, for Bounce, I mean, that would have been, would have been cool to, to have too. I had, um, that mainly was a silent, like, go screech mm-hmm. that I just resampled and chopped and, and like, edited but I don't know, for this track specifically, it's more sample-based. I wanted to give that that vibe, and like I'm still fairly new to sampling through splice picking sounds i mean to be honest i was against really using it's just ironic because i was against using like like melody packs and like other samples unless there were drums and then i just realized there's you know there's a whole arsenal of sounds out there so this is like kind of like a new format for me just diving in with like grabbing different tracks from like construction kits
3: i'm all for samples i mean there's so much you can do to an audio file and whether it's just kind of load it up into into the dawn and, and let it play because it fits in great or a time you like you said you chop something up rearrange it and it right. I mean it's something that's not even close to the original sample you had so right. I, I'm all for it I have several samples in every project that I
1: do
0: a lot of people give producers a lot of flack for using samples or presets, but you got to realize there's still there's still a lot of talent you have to have to know like what samples are going to jive with each other and actually like produce something
1: beautiful. Because there's, I mean, there's like there's a ton of samples out there, but it's like the next step is you know how to use them, where do you place them so they sound right? You know exactly. It's just a different type of talent. Samples are not cheating. Let's make that clear. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> the thing. I used to think they were cheating. That's why I was like against them until I looked more into like life and actually what you know what their whole system is about and realized that like producers all my you know all producer homies are all using yeah light totally. samples and i'm like yo i've been missing out
0: with those samples that you use for the drop sound so did you just find like a bunch of different like drop basis samples and then just kind of like did some call and response kind of thing
1: yeah let me um let me slow it out so you can hear it in detail hold uh, on forgot which packs i used. i had i grabbed two different packs for that that was like Call a response like samples. That's it. Those are filthy. And then I added some reverb on it. it did some like depth and more character. Yeah.
2: So. Is that, did you just get like really good clean samples and then just go and do a little bit of EQ, reverb, and just kind of put it in its spot in the mix? And and they were such good samples, you didn't really have to do much.
1: Yeah. So with these, I had I didn't do too much on the. I didn't like adjusting the like the low end. I didn't really do too much on the EQ.
2: Yeah, when you get really good samples like that, I mean, the more, the m- cleaner they are and the less you have to touch them, the almost more perfect they are. You know what I mean?
1: So the thing, the big thing with this was the reverb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was, I mean, I did like just some automation on the reverb.
2: That's a really, really cool technique to kind of fill that space afterwards. I like yeah. to call that like a little reverb throw. Yeah,
1: and- but these were some pretty clean samples. Have you checked out the virtual riot pack? oh uh, good pack.
0: that dude is a
1: legend that like his, his sound design is just impeccable yeah this it's cool that it produces like virtual riot um another cool pack the silent or x-i-l-e-n-t yeah I'm, right the silent packs are pretty dope
3: well i'm a huge trap fan so i want to know more about your 808 was it sample based as well design
1: so all my all my 808s are are samples I'll take you through, so for this track I had two 808s layered and just kind of EQ. I did, I
3: did notice the two different
1: 808s. This was from the Josh Pan kit actually. So one of them was layered obviously for tone and the other. Yeah, this one I EQ just kind of cut off some of the low end. But so then, and it boosted it like the low mi- or the, the lower like mid-range yeah just to get some more tone so here is the i don't know if you guys have or have speakers you can hear but so there's
2: there's the distortion the saturation yeah yeah that mixes really really well
1: yeah Sound like a pretty hefty kick for it yeah i want to hear the just kick Ooh,
2: that transient is nice yeah those, those go well yeah,
3: yeah. So, did you do anything to kind of glue the two 808s together? Are they on, you know, on the same bus with a compressor, anything like that? No, I didn't.
1: I didn't add any compression to it. Super punchy, and I left it like that, like in the drop intentionally to give it like i wanted to have that feel of you know that 4b and azar track pop that I wanted to i wanted it to have that kind of like that effect where it's just like everything's kind of like screaming at you like i well, said the samples were so clean like you i really didn't have to do too much to it
3: if your design and your arrangement and all that kind of goes together well you don't have to compress you know dynamics takes care of all that
0: Yeah. on the the last episode of sam Matt was EDM podcast. Have you guys ever listened to that before? Yes. It's really good. It's really, really good. I encourage anyone to go listen to it. But on the last episode, they had Fitch and they were talking about that where like compression is just so overused and it's almost like a knee jerk reaction to just go and grab a compressor just because that's what everyone has told you to do. But really a good mix, 80% of a good mix is just leveling. And then the last 20% is
1: if you need other stuff to help out. If
0: if you don't need a compressor, dude, don't use it.
1: Yeah, other I mean, other than the 808s with the drums, I mean, layered the snares a bit. Kind of went crazy with the hi hat.
3: Like I mean, hi hats give it the bounce. So you kind of, especially if you're going with the trap, feel that hybrid between, you know, some something hip hop R&B and actual EDM trap. If you know, hi hats, like I said, really get the groove totally. established for you.
0: I love how like in in the reason on the side it shows like on the side of each track it says it's like an audio file or it says it's a plug and it actually like shows the plugin. like that's really cool i've never seen that
1: before
2: so is reason what you started on and just it's just what is your comfortable tool now
1: learn ableton a bit it was just like it was just taking too much time to because i was actually i learned like i was like Teaching myself production as I was in school. So like I already dedicated about four years in like with Reason, just doing like hip hop beats. Till I realized like, you know, majority of the dance music industry is using Ableton. This was around like 2010. I started teaching myself Ableton, but it was just like taking too much time. Yeah, it's a great program, but I was already so used to Reason. And then every year Reason just added a new update. Yo, this is cool. They added this and that, this and that. And now kind of leveled the playing field with, like, Ableton with, you know, years later, finally, with a a ton of just cool different updates. Like, now you can use VSTs, and, you know, they have the rack extension. So, now there's really no reason, no pun intended, to... Yeah,
2: Yeah, and, like, I feel like in today's day and age, yeah, like, they're doing the... They did the FL update, you know, Ableton 10's out now. And at this point, I don't really see... Like the battle between this doll is better than this doll. It's whatever you feel comfortable with. It's it's your canvas. It's your tool. And like, right? If you're, if you're fluent in reason and like this is how you make all your bangers, then who cares what you make it in? Like, I have to preach that. I,
3: I'm a logic user. You know, started out GarageBand. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Cool. When it was time to you know move on, I was like, well, it, one, it was the affordable route. You know, two totally, to, dollars yeah. for logic. And like you said, as long as you know the software you're working in and what can really increase your workflow this day and age, the internet and file sharing has made it so easy for people from one dot to the next to, to work together. So, I mean, there's, there's Splice, there's, you know, uh, Google drive. I mean, if you can bounce out a good audio file then you can send it to your friends and collaborations are limitless.
0: So what are some really cool features of reason?
1: Uh, one of the coolest features I think is the, um,
0: Cause you really are you're the first person that i've ever talked to you can
1: rewire everything
2: yes. like, Manually,
1: it has that
0: that's
2: really cool so you can do your own routing within it and change things completely almost yeah, like a true. like an analog synth or some sort
1: basically so like what everything yeah it gets kind of gets kind of messy back here but um yeah so this is the nxt sampler yeah this is one of their their earliest samplers and literally every time you open up any any sort of audio any VSC, they all get routed to your master. The master chain just like automatically, but you can go back here and I'm not going to touch any of these right now.
2: What? Yo, yes. this is sick. If you're like very familiar with like an actual studio with like actual analog material and actual devices yes. just like this, I feel like Reason yeah. would be super easy for you to get the hang of.
1: But yeah, this is like one of the coolest features. is You can go in and literally like reroute. It gets, it's, it's super cool if you really take the time to to learn you know at least the basics and you can do little Mm -hmm. tricks here and there that you couldn't do in another program so can you
2: can you save racks like once you get like something you really love can you save them almost like an effect rack
1: you can yeah Yeah. when this stops lagging i'll show you an effects rack that i have saved on the main lead actually
2: yeah so i was going to dive into that main lead. did you design that sound or was that another sample with an awesome effect rack on it
1: that was another sample with a ton of effects and compression on it I,
3: I want to say that the build and the introduction, like, you know, you're starting to slowly bring the lead in during that build. That's probably one of the better builds I've heard in a, yeah. in a while. Because to me, to me, a, a good song is all about tension and storytelling. Oh. So if you can really hook someone in with just a little taste of what's about to come, then, you know, you've, you've sold the person on your song.
1: That's really what I wanted for this track too, especially going from such a kind of a mellow Intro like Mm -hmm. trap like like rap lead because it's that melody and that whole intro isn't an aggressive like EDM I I guess you'll say like EDM trap like more like punchy drums it's just it's literally like a radio you know commercial like trap yeah so taking that that more relaxed vibe into that drop you need you need to figure out a way to bring those sounds in so it just doesn't sound super sudden like going from a mellow trap beat to like boom in your face yeah here's the lead. This lead was, was like a super sharp lead. First off, the big thing, if you hear any of my tracks, I'm really big on like messing with the reverb, it, the lows just a little bit, and then really slightly uh, boosted the highs because it's like literally this lead is, like it's a super sharp. It was from the, um, it was the Henry Fong pack. The cool thing about this one is the side chaining on it. So I did this little trick that I do in Reason with the side sidechain where I just kind of clip the audio in the front and like give it a dip.
2: So you're almost like manually drawing in a little bit of a sidechain right there.
1: Well, for this one, because I wanted to give each, not each like literally each synth hit a character, but I wanted to kind of give this weird like pump not weird, but like a, a different character. I didn't want the, the pumping feel to be super consistent. Each hit especially when it, it's like hitting. So for example, you see this one doesn't have mm-hmm. any like, quote unquote, com- like sidechain on it because I wanted some of them to like kind of scream at you more, but then some of them I wanted them to dip on some of the like kick drums. This creates this interesting rhythm for it
0: totally. So, you you didn't really want it to, to achieve like the sidechain effect, but more so, you wanted to create a rhythm out of it, you want to create a groove out of it, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I still needed some sidechain on it because it's such a sharp, sharp sound. So, that's it, has got the reverse.
2: so So what did you do there in the stereo image did you just are you like making it really wide and
1: not much for for this one i mean i just kind of like tweaked it a little bit because yeah i mean that synth itself was i mean completely mono so didn't want to give it too much stereo because it would just kind of make it it would just drown out those it'll actually drown out the the higher frequencies and it'll make it sound like just like in my terms mush um, well, you, so, your hi hats probably wouldn't cut through that well. If, if that was really well. That was you. that was a challenge too. Was like when I layered the hi hats, having this sit so sharp, it was kind of like a nightmare for something so simple. <laughs> but I did a little. I mean, I added a little stereo to the, the low end. This is a pretty cool, simple stereo imager that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it Reason's always had that.
0: that. Looks really, really simple to use and really effective. I love simple plugins. compression like, on it. Serious. Like the one knobs. There's only one knob. You know what to do. You know what to do. You just twist that one off. So you were saying yeah. that
2: like mixing that with the hi-hats was like kind of a nightmare. Like what specifically did you, like what was kind of like the moneymaker to mix those and have them both sit great? Was it like EQ, stereo image, it depth? Was, it,
1: it was more of the mix for this. I wanted the the synth to kind of ring out. It still hits pretty loud in the mix. I ended up just cutting the volume completely on, um, this lead and just, just going in at the, or going at the, the hi-hat, adjusting the levels just to see like that that sweet spot. Yeah, and I was gonna say the compressor on here actually helped do the trick for that. So the hi-hats, I didn't do any, obviously I didn't do any like EQ or compression on it. Hi- hi-hats for me, I just leave them as like basic as possible because you start adding stuff then it's like- You
3: don't really have a hi-hat at the end if you do yeah. too much.
1: I don't know, the trick really did come in, like come into play with the, the compressor playing it by ear and adjusting the the levels yeah making sure this sound isn't too sharp exactly
2: sometimes simple is better and if you can just find the mm-hmm. right place for each one it can really fill out your mix fill out your stereo spectrum in a really easy way an effective way and it when you play it on the big huge speakers at festivals and whatnot it hits home because yeah you're, you're not ripping it apart to try and force things it just fits naturally and that's kind of a creative technique that i think is overlooked a lot nowadays
1: right because when you have like a track that you know you have a ton of different sounds and just layers you can you don't have to pay attention i mean you you want to you don't necessarily have to pay attention to like oh let me tweak this the high end on this synth just a little bit you know because you have a ton of other sounds that are just like yeah Drowning it out, but exactly, yeah,
2: yeah. that's a really, really good point and technique. I think for other producers to remember as well, just you know, sometimes simple is better.
1: We are running
0: out of time because I have to prepare to leave to Mexico. I know I'm moving to Mexico, isn't that crazy?
1: No, I'm kidding, yeah, I'm going on (laughs) vacation. I was gonna say real quick, I did add some white noise on this scent too, a little bit just to kind of give it some more character. That's a little trick I use sometimes. Oh, lovely, very. Super yeah. subtle, but it's it, like I could hear a difference.
2: A little trick, I'm gonna jump in because you added white noise. What I've started to do with my, uh, which you might you might wanna try, I've started layering pink noise because it's actually oh, right. the, the spectrum of pink noise is actually pertained to the human ear yeah. of hearing. My thinking of this is that if I can layer some pink noise with it, it's gonna be a little bit more tonal with my song and it's not gonna hit those harsh frequencies. So I'll layer that sometimes, like maybe like subtly in the drop to fill that space. You know, some people are like, how did you fill the space of your drop? Yeah, just layer a little bit. I mean, you can have it down to maybe like, you know, negative 12 dB and it just kind of fills and puts a little bit of a yeah. of a playing ground for your drop. So right. I would, I would test that out. It's really fun. Well, I think that goes along with the whole pink noise mixing theory as
3: well. Yeah. Uh, Correct. You know, That's so where I got it from I'm trying to really. Yeah, someone really trying to dial in their ears, you can set a test oscillator with pink noise to whatever dB you're trying to mix down to and kind of compare your lead with that pink noise and kind of help train your ears for how to start mixing properly. When can we expect to... Be able to stream Ice
1: Tray. Hopefully soon. This is, like I said, this is one of those tracks that I mean, it's going to be a process because I need to find a, I want to find a vocalist or a rapper. But it, it'll definitely, the instrumental will definitely be in my set.
2: What was the big turning point in your career that you noticed? Because I've been following you since your Barney theme song remix oh, days. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like this is a little fanboy moment. Like I've been following you for a long time. So, like, what was the big? What was the big realization for you?
1: The big realization for me was um, and I actually played Nocturnal Wonderland in 2016. That was, yeah, that was, I don't know, that that festival really changed a lot for me because, you know, with the live set, I recorded the set, and uh, that gave me opportunity to show my fans like look this is a festival Save my name set and it just spread like wildfire and that was like you know people still talk about that set as like their favorite say my name set and i play you know hard summer edc and they're still like nah, nocturnal that's it so that was i think that was the turning point where i, I think a lot of fans realized my style on a, a bigger level a bigger platform
2: Exactly. And I mean like you you created your own genre and I think that that was something special and then when you hit that platform right. you just completely shined and just poked it through. That that's just a big inspiration to me and I think a lot of other people. Let's
0: well, say the roles are reversed and I was showing you this song. Is there anything that is like is there any feedback that you'd want to give me about this song? And you're like, "Well, maybe you want to fix this. Maybe you want to change this. Maybe go back
1: and and clean up the the side chain rhythm on that that main lead." <laughs> Could be a little bit crisper.
0: And usually we give you feedback on your song, but I have to go. That's why I asked you to give you feedback on your song.
1: Yeah, I mean if you guys I mean if you guys have um, wanna shoot feedback via email. Totally. It's still a work it's still a work in progress. I'm all for it. I know we kinda of ran out of time.
0: Do you guys wanna ask the final more most important question, Cole Sawyer? Do you wanna take it? Yeah, I'll get it sorry. Okay, so So
3: say my name. Did What's you have a up? good time? Oh did yeah. Did you have fun?
1: I did. This oh. was this was the first interview of its of its kind. I've never done like I'm, I've never broke down a song or I've talked about my tracks and in interviews but I've never did it on this platform and this is like a really cool way I think yes. to show other people you know my workflow even for fans who are gonna catch this video you know this is a, yes. a, a, this is a super dope concept and I I, I was watching the other videos I was just scrolling through your guys' channel you know I like what you guys are doing.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Daw. We really hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy the questions that we asked, or would you have liked to hear different ones? If you're listening to this on iTunes or any other podcast-related app, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. And if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, make sure to like, comment, and follow, and we'll see you next time on
1: Behind the Daw.